Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be the Dungeon Master. My name is Megan Kelleher, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elgin, whose pronouns are also she, her. I'm Kate, I'll be playing Soul Red Boothammer, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Danny. I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Rob. I'll be playing Info Scott, and our pronouns are he, they. And I'm Adam DeWeese. I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by they, them. Last time on Eclipse, the party members that were in prison woke up and found themselves locked in the stockades in some dark cave that seems even deeper into the prison holding cell where they have been taken by the Githyanki. When you woke up, you did not find Kanan, you did not find Lita instead. You found someone completely new, a halfling by the name of Whiskey. And it seems that the three of you are put in this holding cell only to be fed to some sort of creature that is being referred to as the Beast. The three of you tried once more to escape, but due to your inability to conform with their rules, your trip to the beast has been put in overdrive, and the three of you were led away and thrown into this pit. Meanwhile, Dr. Shepard, Soul Red, and Erky Timbers continue to search to see if they can get in contact with Captain Burke once again, And as they walked in the direction where they had last uh, made some contact with him, they noticed that not only was there a change of terrain, but they found a trail that seems like it was made by two speeder bikes. And you all begin following it in hopes that it will lead to either the prison cell where your friends are being held or to someone that has speeder bikes that perhaps you can use to help you. So we're going to start off with our three prisoners, Whiskey, Ava, and Info. You were forcefully thrown into this cell by at least a dozen of these Gith Yankees uh, after being commanded by the Neogi uh, for your insolence. And when you are thrown into this room, you find yourself in a much larger area. It seems to be maybe 80 feet wide, at least 120 feet long. And it seems like there are all these pillars and little stone alcoves all around this room. It has a horrendous smell of fungus and rotting flesh. You see piles of bones all strewn throughout here. And you also notice laying on the ground a long blue coat that looks all too familiar. And it looks like it was a coat that had belonged to Kanan. There is no body in that coat. And there's so many skeletons in the room, it's hard to identify if any of them belong to him. But you do see slumbering in the middle of this room, atop a large pile of this sloshy slime, this massive greenish-blue creature. It is, from where you're standing, it looks kind of like a extremely large, gooey lump, um, maybe 8 feet tall and taking up a good 12 feet. 
and you see these long tendrils just hanging off of its body and you just see it taking these long inhales that make all of its body slightly inflate and then a loud exhale and it makes its body get slightly smaller and then a long inhale, long exhale and it's just breathing very loudly. It's hard to really tell what it is at all but it looks absolutely gargantuan and just it's snoring even sounds more terrifying than most creatures you've ever encountered. You were all still unarmed and all the more worse for wear as you are pushed into this room and then the door behind you is quickly slammed shut and you hear what sounds like at least four or five locks turned. What would you all like to do? Am I unconscious? You are. Okay. Ava is just laying on the ground. Am I like making death saves or am I stable? Um, I'll say you're stable, but you're just unconscious at the moment. Okay. So whiskey and info, what would you like to do? Well, that thing looks uh, maybe not so awake. We might could take your friend around the corner at least. Quiet like. Yeah, it sounds like a good plan. Get her ankles, I'll get her shoulders. Right. We'll, we'll sneak around here. Let's try not to piss this thing off. Yeah. All right, I want the two of you make a stealth check then. This loud snoring is just filling the room, and it, it sounds more like a growl than a snore. Um, but you can assume it seems like it might be sleeping. I only got four. Both of you are very exhausted. It's only when you go to pick Ava up do you realize just how tired you really are. You all walk over to lift Ava up, and you'll suddenly hear the rhythmic snoring stop as one of your feet just barely kick a loose pebble that's on the ground and it comes tumbling across the floor. You'll then hear a loud and you see two of these tendrils lift up off the ground and on the end of them are two round gelatinous looking eye stalks that both turn your way. You'll then see another six or so of these tentacles bend as they come awake and they seem to push against the ground as if lifting this thing off of the floor and this big blob will roll back and you'll see uh, a creature that now looks to be maybe close to 14 feet tall with a large yellow and red maw with what looks like at least three rows of razor sharp teeth and another dozen or so eyes just littered across its monstrous looking gelatinous face It'll focus on you all, and then let out a... And uh, it just starts moving at you rapidly in sort of a boiling motion. Go ahead and react. Does it does it yell so loud that it wakes me up? <laughs> I think it does. I think you open your eyes with one okay. HP, and this room is shaking and trembling, and you look forward and just see the source of this horrific noise coming at you. I mean, this thing is humongous, and... Even now, you're not sure if, if you can see its full height. It looks just like a weird rolling tentacled blob with eyes and teeth. Uh, Info's got to look at Whiskey and go, If you don't move, it can't see you. I read that in a book somewhere. And then he's going to turn and run and uh, hide behind a pillar. As soon as I wake up, I, I'm going to hands of healing myself. Uh, I'm just going to like touch the gash on my neck and try and close it up. Oh, nice. Okay. That's seven points of healing, so I'm up to eight. That's not bad. I, that's not good. <laughs> well, considering I was, like, pretty much dead. I'm sure just one of his rows of teeth could do that eight damage. <laughs> um, I would 
like to just real quick try to figure out if uh, Info was lying to me and about standing still. Okay, make an insight check as he oh. runs away. Damn. Oh, he never lies. Robots can't lie. You know that. <laughs> You're not really certain. That's what I figured. But you are a wizard. Why don't you make an Arcana check? God, I hate dice rollers. Jesus, everyone's wrong. Nine. So with a nine, you're not really sure what's going on, but you feel like all of this, like, ooze that's all over the place has some sort of magical property to it. It's giving off a bioluminescent glow, but you're you're not really sure of anything else. All right, well, roll initiative. Twelve. This is probably the hardest I've ever doubted you guys. <laughs> Thanks. I live for this kind of encouragement. We're here to defy expectations. <laughs> Then again, like I said, I've doubted you guys a lot, and somehow you guys are all still here, so. Whiskey, what's your dexterity? Is it 13? Uh, 12. Okay, so this thing tied with you, but goes first. Only good things could come from this, right? All right, so this thing seems to be faster than all of you. It begins to move across the room through this goo that it's sleeping in. It does not really seem like it itself is moving all that quickly, though its tendrils are whipping around uh, like a willow tree in the middle of a storm or something. They are moving very quickly. It only moves its entire body towards you maybe 15 or 20 feet, but then these tendrils that are whipping around the air, two of them, not the ones with eyes, are going to dive forward. And you actually see that some of these tentacles look like they split open almost like a banana peel and also seem to have rows of teeth attached to them. And it's going to make an attack at the closest thing, which is not Info, because he cowered away. Yes! And it's going to attack Whiskey. So Whiskey, one of these tentacles comes flinging at you for a 29 to hit. And you are going to take 11 damage as one of these tentacles like hits you and then the teeth at the end bite into your arm make a strength saving throw you are easily lifted off the ground by this tentacle that is stabbed into your skin and your small halfling body is hoisted up into the air as it starts to drag you towards its big wide open maw we will then go to whiskey whiskey what are you gonna do it's your turn well hell oh just kill it yeah with my what Damn. I haven't figured out anything about these damn magic dampen them bracelets, have I? While I've been sitting there in the stocks, staring at them for three days, four days, however long I was there. Um, You have not. All you know is that you've tried to do magic while you're in the stocks, and you haven't been able to. Why don't you make a perception check? If it eats her... Maybe it'll get drunk. <laughs> Nine. As you're hoisted up into the air, you're lifted a good, like, 13 feet mm-hmm. up, and it's dragging you towards this giant maw that looks like it could swallow you whole. And you're noticing that this, like, room that has been, like, ruined and collapsed has all these little crevices and hallways and holes bored into the wall. And as you're lifted up, you'll actually see something move in the ceiling above you, and you see a human up in the ceiling staring at you and you'll see what looks like the man that was in the stocks before holding his arm out and going up here give me your arm and you see Captain Burke I'm gonna reach for him with his arm outstretched hell yeah I'm reaching for him 
Mm-mm. All right. Oh. He's going to. He's like leaning down and he reaches his arm out and grabs your wrist and he's going to attempt to pull you upwards. Yes, please. I will cooperate as much as I can. You feel him yank you up and this tendril kind of like bites into your arm a little bit, stinging at first, and then suddenly it pops off as you're uh, broken free. It begins to ooze some of that nasty green goo like out of the mouth of this tendril all over your arm, which actually burns you with a little bit of acid damage. But you are then yanked upward into this upper cavity by Captain Burke. He's like, that was a close one. Are you all right? Well, my arm hurts like hell, but uh, I'm not dead, so it ain't bad. Ha <laughs> ha, then that means we're still alive. That's right. We got two others down there that, well, one of them's kind of a useless chicken shit, but... The other one's pretty cool. Hey, you down there, just hang tight. And uh, you notice he has these bracelets on as well. Um, but he's going to, like, pull you up and then outstretch his hand and shoot a fire blast out of his palm. And you do know that he is wearing the bracelets. Damn, you got to teach me that shit. He gets an 11, though, so it shoots down and the tentacles just move, like, easily and dodge the attack. He's like, well, try my best. Just don't die. The good news is, is that I, I might, but I'll come back. It's kind of her thing. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so then we go down in initiative. So Info, what did Ava get? I got a 13. Oh, and Info got a 12. All right. So Ava, you're up. What are you going to do? I would love to see if there's a way that I could get up there without getting uh, like pairs lifted by this monster. Uh, so... Is, is um, I want to maybe do a perception check to see if I could uh, like parkour run up a wall or something to grab the captain's hand. Okay. And an eight. That exhaustion really kicks your butt, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You're looking around, and it, it looks like where he's at it seems actually pretty hard to get to. Even though there are like pillars and rocks and things you can jump off of, you notice this like nasty slime stuff coats a lot of these walls, and it looks like that is what would kind of make it really difficult for you to climb up there. Ah, uh, shoot. It would be slippery. You do notice Info cowering in the corner, though, behind a pillar in the darkness. <laughs> Info, we gotta get out of here, man. Come on. Uh, ro- robot up, and uh, let's let's go into the ceiling. I don't I don't know. It's things you didn't think you would say when you woke up this morning. Uh, I wonder if I could... Like, I'm so fast, I wonder if I could do, like, a running jump. <laughs> I probably wouldn't get all the way up to the ceiling, though, huh? You can do an athletics check and try to run and jump. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, my walking speed is 65 feet. <laughs> very fast. Holy yeah, very balls. fast. Um, okay. <sighs> Disadvantage. I think if any class is good at parkour, it would be a month. Yeah. Oh, 15 and 19. So 15 is the lower one. All right. So how does it look when you get up into this hole in the ceiling? It's a pretty high jump. So what are you going to do to get up there? It looks so cool. Um, I'm going to uh, get in my running position like an Olympic sprinter, and uh, I'm just going to book it as fast as I can, and then when I get to uh, roughly under the hole, I'm going to make this ridiculous leap into the air and reach out, and uh, it's going to be like the Sistine Chapel ceiling with me and and uh, Captain, Captain Burke, and I'm going to grab his hand. Captain Burke reaches out, and he clasps your hand in yours, his hand in yours, and pulls you forward 
And between him pulling back and you jumping upwards, you manage to pull you into the hole and it actually knocks all three of you over as you go tumbling down into this uh, this upper shaft in the ceiling. Oh, sorry, guys. That's all right. The goo, it does something to these bracelets. I don't know how to explain it. Oh. And you notice now that his arms are, like, covered in the green goo all the way up to, like, his <laughs> elbows. It seems to negate the magic dampening. Well, let me get in on that. Uh, can I can I rub my, my wrists in the goo carefully? I feel like when you got down to, like, the Olympic sprint, you already got your palms all covered in it. Probably, yeah. Do I see them disintegrating? No. Oh. They're, they look exactly the same. Just covered in goo. Well, they're not disintegrating. It just seems to negate the energy for some reason. Like, he has them around his wrist still as well. But goo covered. Huh. Okay. Good to know. Info, what are you doing? Uh, I did not hear anything about the wrist resolution there, did I? Nope. You ran to the shadows. You turned around. You saw Whiskey being hoisted mm-hmm. into the air. Um, then Whiskey disappeared from view. Then you saw Ava sprinting forward. She leapt up into the air and never came back down. All right. And unfortunately, I don't have any goo on my wrists, so... Uh, this thing is continuing to just let out that horrific sound, and its tendrils are just whipping around angrily, and you see it, like, just stomping around in a small circle, just, like, kicking this nasty goo stuff all over the place. I will continue to hide, <laughs> and... I will shout around the pillar. Guys, I need a distraction. Anyone? Then it goes back up to the creature's turn. The creature is uh, trying to like reach up into this hole where you're all hiding, and you'll all see the little tentacle things like slapping up against the like entrance to the to the hole where Captain Burke was just at. But because you all fell backwards. Um, it's not quite able to reach you all. Looking around in this little area where you're at, you see that this little tunnel goes back a couple feet, and then there are various holes in the ground where like, you could possibly drop back down into the room. There's other little tunnel shafts that seem to go up and to the side. and all. It's like a, a weird like labyrinth of very small tunnels. Now, they're not big enough for you to just completely walk around. You're gonna, a lot of them are like, you can stand in one spot, you'd have to crawl in another some spots are just far too small to even get through, but it just seems like it's just these like this little alcove where you can at least try to remain safe. Um, this thing is going to realize that it cannot reach them, and instead you'll see the two tentacle eyes turn towards you, Info, and then it'll rotate its big gelatinous body around, and the other dozen eyes that are just kind of floating around on its face will all focus on the little alcove where you're hiding as well and it's gonna go and rush towards you sloshing this goo all over the place it's gonna slam up against these two little pillars where you're hiding behind and these tentacles are going to just start going after you so go ahead and roll an attack i believe we have seen that it's a plus 10 yeah 24 to hit all right uh well yeah that hits you were hit for 14 damage as this tentacle just kind of like whips around the pillar and just bites into your arm. It's like a stabbing pain followed by an acidic burn. Cool. I only had four hit points, so I'm down. It bites down onto you and you fall down unconscious 
and unable to fight back, it begins trying to drag you towards it. You are pulled out of the shadows where you're hiding and into this the main part of the room, which isn't actually that much brighter. It's really just like one or two torches lit in here. And you can all just hear the sound of metal being dragged against the stone floor as it's about to attempt to consume him. And now, now we go to Whiskey's turn. Whiskey, what are you going to do? You've just been given knowledge that perhaps your magic might work. I'm going to grab the goo that's on my arm, slather it on my wrists, and I'm going to look down through that hole. Can I see that thing? Um, so of the many little tunnels up here, you're not able to see it from the one you like were pulled into, but you are able to crawl to the side, and there's like a little little holes here and there where you do look down and sure enough you see that it's just dragging info across the ground towards its big open mouth which is now positioned on the floor like level with the floor as if it's about to just eat him whole well i don't want it to do that so i'm i'm gonna give it a try and i'm gonna try my magic you try it and sure enough it seems like captain burke's theory works you feel the magic rushing to your fingertips and you're able to cast firebolt 21 to hit and that is going to hit for four damage. <laughs> Gives and takes. But hey, I hit it. I at least distracted a little. You launch a fireball at this thing and it hits it right in the back and you hear like a sizzle. It doesn't seem to really respond. But you also know this isn't the most powerful fireball you've ever done. Yeah. I mean, I just got my magic back. It's been a while. But your aim's on point. Alright. Would you like to do anything else? Uh... I'm just going to try to keep my eye on this thing. All right. So you're watching it as it is about to eat a very delicious meal. Next in initiative is Ava. Ava, what are you going to do? I'm going to politely scoot uh, whiskey out of the way so that I can use the hole to see the monster. Pardon me, ma'am. And I'm going to point my finger very deliberately at this monster. And I'm going to say, let's see how you like it when I make unpleasant sounds at you. And I'm going to do Toll the Dead. <laughs> um and I need it to make a DC 14 wisdom save. This cannot be that smart of an animal. But is it wise? Is it emotionally intelligent? 18. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Um, Well, I guess we'll find out another time then. And then I point, I just point extra hard and mean. And that's, I guess that's my turn. All right, info. Go ahead and roll a save and hope you get a natural 20. That would be very good. (laughs) It would be good. 12. <laughs> yeah, that's one success. I mean, I got three free pizzas today, so... All right, one success, but you are still unconscious and completely unaware of the fact that you're about to be... Oh, cool. All right, so that makes it Captain Burke's turn. Captain Burke's going to go, Ah, I'm afraid I only have the one trick. <laughs> He's got like a firebolt in his hand. That's all they ever taught me at the academy. He's going to... um kind of move you aside as well and go, uh, that doesn't look good. You guys like that fella? Or, um, should we just try to get the hell out of here? I feel like we should probably try and get him out. I mean, he's a bit of a chicken shit, but, you know, better odds with an extra person. He can make cute little robot things that give you coffee. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, let's save the coffee, man. He'll go, well, I've escaped that thing before. Be right back. And he leaps out of the hole down below. Be careful. And you hear a loud squelching noise as he lands in the goo below. And he's like, hey, tentacle monster, why don't you fight somebody your own size? And he's literally 
one fiftieth of this thing. Not one fiftieth, but he's not much bigger than any of you. He's gonna raise his hand and he's gonna launch a fireball for a nineteen to hit. Ooh! And he hits it for seventeen fire damage. <laughs> its two tentacles are going to turn and look behind it, and it's going to see him standing there. Then the eyes are going to just float around to the back of its body and the mouth does the same. The mouth kind of just closes, absorbs into the gel-like body, and then appears on the other side. So now it is effectively facing him. And um, it seems like its attention has been turned on him. That being said, the other tentacles that have already leached onto Info are still holding him in place. I think I got its attention. And then we'll go back to the top of initiative. Whiskey. Um, well, I'm gonna firebolt again if I can. Alright, so 22 will hit. Okay, okay. And you hit it for 7 fire damage. The firebolt will launch down from the ceiling. It lets out another little cry. And one of those tentacle eyes will turn and look up at you. And then the tentacle extends upwards as if it's trying to attack you, only to fall a little bit too short and not be able to quite reach you there. That's right. You come on over this way. Pick on someone my size. The creature is going to, since it is focusing on Captain Burke, it's going to attempt to attack him with one of its teeth tentacles for a 23 to hit, which will hit Captain Burke. Oh, God. That's going to really suck if Captain Burke dies. Um, You see one of the tentacles launch forward and grab him right in the center of the chest. He uh, lets out a, a quick yelp of pain, and it hits him for 12 damage. Grabs onto him and then it attempts to draw him towards its maw as well. Which means Captain Burke needs to make a strength save. And he gets a 20. He simply grabs it and he goes, Hands off me, monster! He rips it off his chest and kind of flings the thing down towards the ground. As that's happening, we go to Ava's turn. Do I get the feeling that this monster is actually really wise and emotionally intelligent or just maybe had like a lucky break last turn? Yeah, you don't feel like it's super smart. Okay. You just feel like it got lucky. Okay, then I'm going to say, pretend that last thing didn't happen and no one heard me. I'm doing this for the first time. And I'm going to point at it and say, let's see how you like it when someone makes unpleasant noises at you. And I'm going to do Toll the Dead. Um, <laughs> and it needs to make a DC 14 wisdom save. Everybody just forget that fail. Maybe they didn't hear me. It was very loud. 12. Yes, okay. Um, and it's missing HP, so it's going to be 2d12 damage. Okay. So it's going to take 8 necrotic damage, and here's this, like, loud gonging sound that is just, like, nails on a chalkboard for a big old plant. They hate bells. Yeah, you hit the big gong-like sound, and you actually see, like, the pressure make, like, in, like a temporary imprint in its gelatinous body in the shape of some sort of bell that for that moment and then it kind of takes goes back to normal shape but yeah you hit it for eight damage and that was enough that it releases info on the ground but it it, it not like down or anything this thing seems to be plenty healthy still so i think then it goes to info's turn info what are you gonna do okay so i gotta do another saving throw 16 all right so that's two saves pretty good as I slowly am kind of like pseudo mumbling fevered on the ground I'm just like I still function and I like clonk back over so this creature has 
seemed to have forgotten about you and is now focused entirely on Captain Burke. It's going to attack Captain Burke again. And it rolls an 11 with a natural one. Good. So it attempts to launch one of these tendrils forward again. But um, when you mumble that you still function, it's enough to distract it. For just a second, Captain Burke is able to dodge its attack without any issue. Now, Whiskey, it's your turn. The moment is right. I'm, I'm not jumping down. That would be crazy. But I'm, I'm going to cross my fingers. Oh, shit. I got distracted by info too, damn it. Yeah, with a 10, that is not going to hit. And your firebolt misses and completely. Man, that's about all I can do. Damn. All right, Ava, it's back to you. Um, I am going to... I guess I saw that the bell thing worked, uh, and I'm going to say, let's get loud. It's a great song. By Jennifer Lopez in space. Um, and do it again. Uh... <laughs> So another wisdom save, DC 14. 15. It's like mind over matter. <laughs> yeah, you attempt to use Toll of the Dead again, but it is not effective. And that makes it Info's turn. Alrighty, let's roll again. See if I wake up. Seven. Dang it. Two saves, one fail. Alright, Captain Burke is going to See how easily he dodged the last attack. He looks around. He's going to dash to the left, dive to the right. He's going to try to pick Info up off the ground. He grabs his unconscious body. and He's like, I have your friend. Now I just need to get him up there. And um, he has him hoisted up over his shoulder. I'm going to have him make a strength check. A 20. He is going to leap up into the air. He jumps. He realizes there's no way he's going to make it. And he throws Info's body up into this hole as he falls down and lands on top of this creature. The creature lets out a loud sound in response. And as it goes to the creature's turn, it's going to turn uh, its mouth upwards as this teeth mouth just kind of floats to the top and gets a 24. And you all see the top half of Captain Burke's body begin to get pulled into this creature's mouth. No! We can't. We can't lose. We need him! We can't. He only takes four yeah, damage because it rolled a natural one on damage. So he's like Good. yelling and you can't really hear what he's saying. His legs are kicking and he's sticking out of this creature's mouth. Because it is so large, he's really only like three or four feet. His legs are only like three or four feet away from the hole uh, in the ceiling where you all are at. And that brings us back to the top of initiative. Whiskey, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Well, shit, I'm too short to reach him. That's my whole body. Did Info make it into the hole? Info's body is just laying up there, unconscious still. Okay. Nothing but net. Right. <laughs> um, crap, I don't know how to save him. They're going to revive me just to dangle me out the hole. To I, I think all I can do is... <laughs> you can uh, hold your action or ready your action if you'd like to... Wait for someone else to do something or help in some way. I I will hold a firebolt unless someone needs me to do something else. So I'll I'll be ready to help, but if no one wants to like lower me down or something, I will I will hold that just in case. Alright, so then I guess if you're going to hold your action, we'll just move right next right to the next person in line. Ava. Info seems safe. 
but you see Catherine Burke's legs are dangling. Okay, I feel like I have the fancy acrobatics to dangle and grab. So I'm just trying to picture this. So uh, he's he's dangling from what? So this creature seems to have the ability to move its mouth and its eyes anywhere on its morphous form. And it had moved its mouth up to like the top of its back and immediately tried to swallow him. Because this thing is so large, like 12 or 13 feet tall, his legs sticking out of its mouth make him pretty close to the ceiling. So you could actually reach down and possibly grab one of his kicking ankles. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask, I'm going to say, uh, Whiskey, um, just put put your whole body weight on my legs. Just real, just hold them real, real All tight. 40 pounds. Yeah, I got it. I will hold you with my whole body. Try to be like the heaviest 40 pounds you can be. And I'm gonna I'm gonna dangle down, and I'm gonna use all my wicked core strength and flexibility, and try and uh, reach out and and grab uh, the captain's feet. All right. <laughs> I guess we'll give you the benefit of the doubt and let it be acrobatics. You love to see it. Yeah, thirteen. All right, thirteen. You grab his ankles. You reach. You haven't fallen out or anything. I feel like you're like using your legs to hold you in place in combination with uh, whiskey's weight. And you just do this power crunch. Let's see if the uh, monster can hold him in there or not. Fifteen. So you pull him out, and uh, he pulls out, like, his head and one of his arms, and he just has, like, one arm still in its mouth, and he's like, Oh, holy shit! Oh, thank you! Um, I'm still a little stuck, though. And uh, he's going to, like... He's, like, trying to punch this thing in the face. <laughs> but uh, he's whole. Oh, he's still and... whole. Like... I thought you meant I, t- I got him and one, <laughs> one of the, of the arms, arms was left behind. is still in I its mouth. Tr- I misread that one. <laughs> like he's noodling a catfish. Okay, so I so I le- I loosened the lid a little bit. Though. Yeah, you loosened it. All right, so info time to roll. Hopefully you wake up right now. Would be a really good time to help. Oh my god, I have the perfect spell to make make everything better. Sixteen. Wakey wakey info. All right, sixteen. You just hear a voice go, "Open your eyes," and you open them. Wait, who is that? I don't know the voices in his head. He opens his <laughs> eyes, and you are conscious with one HP. You're not sure where you're at. You're still surrounded by gooey, weird, covered stone, but you are awake. Nice. And you hear a loud voice going, if I could use some help over here. And it sounds like, oh, I wake up and I actually get to do stuff now. Good. I roll over because I'm like right at the edge of the hole, right? Yes. First thing I do is, uh, you see Whiskey trying the best to hold Ava so she doesn't fall. I kind of don't want to say what I'm casting just to surprise everyone, but could you do a con save? Has to be a 15. Seven. I cast reduce to shrink the blob monster. Okay. (laughs) So it fails to save. So it's wise, but not, not healthy. And this thing suddenly goes, and its little growl turns into a little squeak as it shrinks down all miniature-like, and now it just looks like a cute little slime. And uh, it's on the ground, and it's you see its little tentacles flailing around, and it's like nipping its mouth up like um, Audrey too, asking to be fed. And um, it seems like his arm is free, as this thing is just far too short and small to keep holding it in its mouth. And in this moment, you have managed to save Captain Burke. 
Ah, so nice of you to stop by. Come in, come in. I'm Silas Lancaster, and this is my library. Within these tomes, you will find tales of monsters, both figurative and literal. Tales to make the strongest of us blanch in fear. Such stories are dangerous, and consumption must be strictly rationed. As such, I shall share but one story from my library each Thursday in October each year. Be sure to tune your wireless receiver to Storytime with Silas. Alternatively, subscribe on those podcast providers the youth seem so fond of. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Gerundu. And we are the hosts of Dice Talk on the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. Dice Talk is a Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop podcast that dives into the deep topics of tabletop role-playing games. Join us as we speak with passionate content creators, podcasters, authors, and more as we discuss all manner of tabletop and geek-related content. Dice Talk is a bi-weekly show, so we're hitting your podcatchers with fresh new episodes every other week filling your ears with exclusive interviews and conversations that you can't find anywhere else. Every episode is a new opportunity to hear from different creators in the tabletop community and just talk about Dungeons and & Dragons and any other tabletop games that have made us who we are. Dice Talk, now on the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. Make sure you check us out and subscribe so you never miss an episode. A Majestic Goose Podcast. You find yourself in the midst of an endless frozen field. This would be difficult terrain for all but the most elite warriors, but you're no stranger to this punishing climate. You stand alone with nothing but your trusted silver blades and your most resplendent custom-made armor. This is it, the final encounter in a quest for gold that's brought you all over the world. You've been training your whole life for this, and you're ready. If this sounds exciting, have we got great news for you about competitive figure skating. Join us at the Ice Tea Podcast, the podcast where we spill the tea on figure skating. Whether you're a diehard fan or you just saw Yuri on ice once and you thought it looked kind of cool, we're here to recap major events, interview your favorite skaters, break down the drama, and do the incredibly important sports journalism of rating the quality of plushies thrown out onto the ice. We may not be technical specialists, but we are comedians with a lot to say. Check us out at bit.ly slash podcast or by searching the Ice Tea Podcast wherever you get your pods. I think with that, that Captain Burke is able to use his turn to just kind of like help himself get pulled back into the hole. And now all four of you are up there. He's like, oh, geez, that was close. Let's climb up. Ava. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Captain Burke. Captain, should we uh, take care of that little buggy? Well, uh, I think that'll be all right. Besides, up here is a lot more safe, I would say. I've been hanging out up here for a couple days. Hey, you're that lady that was in that cell with me, weren't you? That's right. It's good to see you in one piece. Good to see you alive too. I didn't I didn't expect to see you again, Ratley. He's gonna look around and go, Well, hot damn! You're all with the Lord's Alliance? I recognize that symbol anywhere. And he kind of just like hits info on the chest with the back of his hand. Nice you recognize it, because none of the Githyanki <laughs> did. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> 
Oh, those bastards recognize well, them, all right? idiots. I've been investigating them for a while now. I think they're up to no good. Well, now I know they're up to no good. They tried to kill me. Yeah, they're trouble. I listened to all the shit they said. I ain't none of it good. Yeah, it sounds like there's hey. a lot of adultery in that uh, circle of, of guards. You gotta talk about those wives, man. Mm-mm. Speaking of which, you just did magic, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I could do a little bit of magic myself, but not too much. But hey, maybe with your powers, we can really get out of here. And he's going to, uh, like, roll up his sleeve and point, and under his skin is a lump. Well? And he points how he's like, got a communicator embedded in there a couple of years ago. One of the best decisions I ever made. Nah, you're a smart one. <laughs> That's what happens when you work for the Harpers. Well, I'll keep you around. I've actually got an escape plan in the works. Been trying to contact my friends up on the surface level for a couple days now, but I'm not really sure exactly where I'm at. But maybe with your magic, we could uh, extend the range of this bad boy. Well, you might, uh, I don't know. See, I can't do a hell of a lot without my spellbook, and they don't took that from me. I, I can make um, a ghost bell, a ghost hand, and given an hour, a ferret. And Ferris just kind of slowly raise his hand and go, This spell to shrink to things like the last another, like, 20 seconds. Can someone, can we move away from here first, please? And then, like, drop his hand back down tired. So you all move away from this little doorway and go down deeper into this little hallway. Erky Timbers! Erky Timbers, this is the captain. Hey, Erky! And he's, like, tapping it, and you see, like, it glowing a soft pink under his skin, but it seems like weak. Damn it, might still be out of range. Y'all don't happen to have any of those crystals, do ya? I had one, but damn thing ate it. I know I pocketed one. Did they take it? Can I like pat myself down? You put you put one in your pocket. I thought, yeah, I did, right? Then you would still have it on you. They only took any external objects. They didn't strip you all down or anything. Well, that was really respectful of them, and uh, lucky for me. Uh, is is this the kind of thing you're looking for, Captain? Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh... He's... Actually, my name's Ava, but, you know. <laughs> I like you. And he's gonna snatch it out of your hand and press it to his arm, and the thing starts glowing more, and he's gonna go, Erky Timbers! Come in, Erky Timbers! And we're gonna switch to the other crew. So we switch back to the three of you. We have Soul Red. We have, well, I forgot your name. We have Dr. Shepard and Erky Timbers. He's only been here the whole time. <laughs> he only runs the network. Oh, you know. And the three of you are walking down this loose, sandy gravel, following these uh, trails that you're hoping are Githyanki speeder bike trails. And suddenly, out of Erky Timbers' communication device, which is also embedded in his arm because he's part of the Harpers. Luckily for him, they just kind of attached it to his prosthetic arm, though. He didn't have to get, like, an implant. A voice starts ringing out of it. Erky Timbers! Come in, Erky Timbers! Oh, God damn it, Captain Burke, is that you? And he looks super, super excited, and he's, like, nudging uh, Soul Red with his elbow, like, ha-ha, I told you it'd work! Soul Red's definitely, like, nudging back, like, yeah! <laughs> How's the frequency thing work? Like, is Soul Red's also picking up? Or is it like a one-to-one thing on these? Uh, he's just contacting Erky. Captain! Captain, I hear you! I hear you! Where are you at? Been trying to reach you for weeks! How do you respond to this, Shepard? I'm kind of... 
really not a huge response because I really don't know this guy yet. And I'll, I'll let them get their pleasantries out of the way before I ask about my crew. You'll hear a voice come from the communicator. Yeah, I got a uh, mixed up a little bit in this here Gith Yankee prison. But luckily, I think I might be able to escape. Oh, and I found some friends. Is uh, Soul Red still there? Erky! Er- I mean... <laughs> Captain Burke! Uh, yeah, I'm here! I found a couple uh, other Alliance members here. Seems like the Gith Yankee gobbled them up too. I told you there was something going on, Soul. And you know him pretty well. Oh, oh that, that's excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, we found somebody too. You did? Who'd you find? And like, Soul Red, like... Nudges uh, Dr. Shepard. I guess I'll pick up Erky's arm and start to talk into it. Is that how this is working? He just gives you a weird look. <laughs> this is Dr. Shepard with the Lord's Alliance. I love how Soul Red talks to Captain Burke, like, normally, like, away. <laughs> Dr. Shepard, like, pulls his arm closer. I'll, like, tap on it. <laughs> Tap on his arm. He's like, ah, nice to hear. Looks like things are really coming together. We almost got gobbled up by some sort of uh, behemoth creature. I'm not really sure what it is, but I think we're okay now. They have us locked down here in Prometheus Zero. They're mining some of that magic crystal, you know, for the crystal coils and everything. Please tell me that you know where that is, because I do not know where we are. I'll look at the other two. I don't think... I. I don't think us any, either of us three do, right? Because we didn't know anything about where these mines were. Yeah, none of you three have heard of Prometheus Zero. Not uh, Erky, not Soul Red, not you, Shepard. Be- before they even get a chance to answer, I'll just ask them, um, who did you find? A tiefling robot Asimar human well, there was a tiefling, but he's dead now. Watch them get eaten by that creature. Okay, so I was going to break that news to him gently, but uh, sure. One second, is that I'm talking to w- somebody. Was was that Ava? Kind of the captain's arm. Ava. talking into it. Lita bailed on us. She bailed. Kanan got toasted. Lita bailed. But we're okay. I got a new voice. It's kind of kind of manly. I like it. <laughs> Uh, help us. Doc, hi. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Kane didn't make it. But me and Info are here, and Whiskey, who you'll meet, hopefully, when you come get us, right? Wait a minute, you know this guy? Uh, yeah, I know this, um, this illithid person. Um, yes. Is this Rodney or Info? Wait a minute. That's a cruel joke, man. You were there when Rodney got smashed. (laughs) I don't think I was. You weren't. Oh, crap. No, I haven't been with you for uh, quite some time. Listen, man, I got hit in the head a lot. Most of us are dead. I think I missed the entire Kermit voice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I missed yeah, that whole, that whole voice. Oh, God, we have so we have so much bad news to break to you gently <laughs> um, and so little time. You missed, like, three voices. Well, listen, Doc, you're lucky because there are a lot of voices that you missed. And uh, this, of all the ones he could have had when, when, you know, we talked, it was pretty good. Uh, do... Sidebar, uh, would me or Info have, like, internalized anything about where we are or where we were taken? All you know is that you all were flown directly here. You landed in a large shuttle bay 
where they had a lot of other Githyanki ships in there, a lot of the Githyanki cruisers, you know that you were all walked through this hangar into an inside building where there was a lot of high security, a lot of armed Githyanki, and whatever they were doing on that main floor seemed like militant in nature. And then it was only when you were brought down deeper towards like the caves that it seemed like they were holding all the captives and mining the uh, the crystal. You're not really sure where it is other than it's some sort of Githyanki military base and that they're using essentially slave labor to harvest crystal to probably build crystal coils. Do we know how long we were on the Prometheus Zero? You've only been here like one day. Okay. So far. It's only been like one day since you were... It's been one single day since you were taken from Dr. Shepard. It's just took us nine weeks, like nine episodes to Well, do Ava that. doesn't know what the fuck day it is because she died like eight <laughs> times. <laughs> That's true. That makes the memory a little foggy. Yeah. It's a hard reset. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, listen, it's armed to the gills here. Like, you need to be careful. Every door leads to another door that leads to another door and they've all got guards and they've all got locks. And eventually it's a mine filled with people hitting rocks. I didn't mean to make it rhyme. I'm sorry. I'm just really stressed out. Um, Accidental poet. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might be underground somewhere, or we were. I love the idea that Ava becomes a poet when she's stressed. <laughs> Ava's got that sick flow. Uh, uh, can I remotely reactivate Steve? Perhaps. At the moment, you have two crystal coils. So you have the one that's embedded in his arm as a communicator, and you have the one that Ava had in her pocket. So I don't know what you can do with that as an artificer. Um, in term of in terms of remotely activating Steve, do you have to be within touch distance? Because you're pretty far away from him. I thought Steve was active with me, uh, but I may have I left. Think you him left him on the ship. Back. <laughs> I may have left him back on the ship. <laughs> Oh man, because he has find my info on him. Oh, that would have been pretty fucking handy, <laughs> Doctor. But I do feel like Ava could summon Apricot, probably. Well, that's you know, don't even trip. I've definitely been like low key summoning this whole time because <laughs> it's a long ritual. Yeah, so it doesn't take a spell slot or anything. I mean, may as well. It's no, it's once a day. It doesn't technically. So the moment just you woke up from the stocks, you're just like trying to summon. Yeah, like, you see me doing some cool, weird, like, hand signals, and you're not really sure, but after about an hour, a ferret's going to appear, and it's going to click into place for you. (laughs) Hasn't been quite an hour yet, but yeah. Does anybody have a plan? (laughs) I think at this point, Solred probably puts her arm on, like, Dr. Shepard's shoulder and kind of, like, pulls him back from... Erky's, like, Are arm you a talking bit? through an arm? Uh, you, you, you don't. You don't need to be that close. You, you should be able to hear you fine. Sorry, I, I'm whiskey. I don't think I know you. Or is that the uh, ferret you were talking about? He's asked Shepard. Uh, That's Erky asking Shepard. Maybe no. She says no. Can you? Are you talking through an arm too? Could you put whiskey on the arm? I, I'm. I'm not a ferret. Thank you. I've heard of FaceTime, not arm. You know, you don't have to do that. Talking to the arm. Yeah, and, and Ava was killed immediately and Megan was fired. Well, we'll had a rim shot right there, Jeremy. And we all quit. We just all quit the show. I, I, I am whiskey. So who's whiskey? I'm, um, well, 
that that's an excellent existential sort of question um for now i'm a tieflin uh i do some magic and i could do some more if i can get my shit back so uh, yeah i guess I, i'm working with your friends here to try and get the hell out of this place mm, is it somewhere we could fly over and save you uh that's an excellent question uh captain you got any clue about any of this well i've been hidden up here for quite a few days now and he points up and there's like a small shaft it's a little cubby up there where i've been sleeping i figure that thing can't reach me but gives me the heebie-jeebies i've been staying away i think it goes a little bit higher but <laughs> i'm afraid of heights Ooh, uh ava was it you you uh seem to be pretty uh, good at that sort of shit i'm sorry i don't mean to swear so much i'm just a little bit stressed you seem to be good at that whole climbing thing, so... Well, can you take a look? See where it goes? Yes. Yes, I can. And where he points, you do see... Uh, it does go up pretty high, like 40 or 50 feet up. Um, it looks kind of narrow and small, but you see a single small beam of light coming down. That seems like it might... Can I do the, the, the American Ninja Warrior spider climb? <laughs> go for it. Go ahead and do an acrobatics <laughs> check. <laughs> The lower one is 17. All right, so what's it look like as you attempt to try to climb this? Uh, I'm going to squat down and leap up as high as I can, and which is pretty high. And I'm going to land like with my hands and feet on either side of the shaft and just kind of like spider climb my way up as high as I can go. You get pretty high up there, and you were like literally have like your arms and legs spread, and you're like holding yourself in place. This thing's getting more narrow and narrow as you get higher up. And you do get pretty close to where that beam of light seems to be coming in. You feel like the air up there is a little bit more fresh than the horrendous smell coming from below. And though it looks too small for you to just like straight climb up through, and the hole is certainly too small, you do feel like you're pretty close to the surface, or at least some sort of outer area. I, I'm going to yell down the shaft, I guess. Hey guys, I'm pretty close. Uh, I don't know if I can get all the way up, but it's probably doable uh i mean you guys are smaller than me and i could you know make a ferret so um i'm gonna, I'm gonna come back down now i think and I'll, I'll like slide back down dr shepherd do a perception check for me before i roll this i do want to make a point that my passive perception is a 17 uh i rolled a 10 <laughs> okay so as you're walking dr shepherd for just a second you feel like your mind has connected to a familiar mind that you know pretty well. And then it just slips away suddenly. Uh, did I did I hear Ava's any of the conversation that she like? Did, do I know that she was climbing up? Did I hear any of that? Um, yeah, I guess so. If you're all just talking through the communication. But for just a moment, you get a feeling of like, as an elithid, your mind connecting with. Yeah. Famil a familiar one. Ava, go back up. Oh, okay. That was extremely weird. No, guys, never mind. I have a feeling I need to stay up here. So you're able to climb back up pretty easily the second time. And as you get up there, once again, Dr. Shepard, you'll feel your mind link. And this time you're pretty confident it's Ava's. Ava? Doc? Yeah. Wow. Where are you nearby? What's going on? 
Um, I I don't know. I must be pretty close to be able to talk to you. Yeah, like should this. I? I mean, I I could yell uh, if that would be helpful, but I don't want to alert any guards. Wait, no, no, this. Wait, yell. Yeah, that like wouldn't be helpful. We're already talking. Um. No, 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 no. This is so, this is yeah, so really bad. Yeah, don't. Uh, um, and don't yell in my mind. That hurts <laughs> sometimes. Um, well, that means we have to be pretty close to each other to have this connection. How far am I from the top? I don't want to put... I How far can your telepathy extend? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to put a number on it because I don't think it's that far. It's like 40 feet, right? Um, are we that fucking close to them? Oh, my God. Um, I think it's... I, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking my telepathy is like 30 feet. Look around, Doc. Do you see any shafts? <laughs> And as you know for a fact that you have connected mentally with Ava's mind, you know that you must be somewhere within 30 feet of her. And that oh, is where we'll end this episode of Eclipse. Oh, shit. I thought that was like an oopsie on your part, Jamie. Like you thought I had like a mile-long telepathy or something. Oh, I didn't think we would be that close. We're almost, we've oh. almost reunited the party. So close. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We have gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week, so we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.